Welcome to Job Tales, the podcast where you listen to professional stories and find the job that suits you. Fairley is concept and brand director at Zoku Hotel. We're about to explore what is, in her words, the best job in the world. Fairley, welcome. You have a very exciting job. Please tell me what you do at Zoku. I always say I have the best job in the world. I really love my job. <laughs> I agree. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it feels like a privilege to be able to say that. So I uh, know I really, uh, I appreciate it a lot. So I'm responsible for Zoku as a brand, which actually means that I do everything from making sure that all of the properties are really feeling and acting and smelling and tasting and mm-hmm. looking like a Zoku, you know? So it's it's uh, protecting that, that brand DNA throughout our growth. And this has to do with design, maybe guest experience. It has to do with the right music. Uh, it has to do with the food and beverage concept. It has to do with, you know, how we check people in, how we check people out, how we interact with them, uh, the types of people that we hire. So basically everything you experience as a guest that needs to feel uh, specific to our brand. So that's that's kind of uh, my responsibility. Oh, I see. So do you actually fit in the shoes of the hotel guest in order to to reach that excellency? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's uh, my colleagues always joke about it. She's like, they're like, you oh, know, this is Virla. She's the walking, talking DNA of Soku. So uh, <laughs> she's like, she, she's Soku herself. So I, I do, I do really identify with our guests. But I've also interviewed a lot of them. I think I've interviewed over like three hundred and fifty of them throughout my ah. time at Soku. Yeah. So I really love to, you know, join them for a cup of coffee or for like one of our community dinners that we have every Tuesday, and kind of, you know, I always ask so many questions <laughs> yeah. but I'd love to get to know everything that there is to know about them and, and especially their frustrations you know I love solving their frustrations so yeah I really have to dive deep into what they need while they're staying and working in the city to get better at, uh, at creating the concept. That sounds so exciting. And and so the user experience that, let's say, other jobs do, when, for instance, in the digital world, when you need to have a perfect app application, you know, where you, you know, from A to Z to a smooth, you know, very smooth and, and seamless experience, That that's what you do with hotels and with the Zoku Hotel in particular, which is an amazing hotel I found <laughs> just by chance when I was at uh, in, in Paris. So this is actually how I, I got to know Zoku. Tell me more about this feeling, smelling, tasting, because it's very, it's very interesting. Basically, you, you kind of breed Zoku and you, you breed the concept. How does it all start? Uh, let's say you need to open just by chance, I would say Rome, where I'm from, ah, <laughs> a, <nice. laughs> a new Zoku hotel in Rome. Where do you start? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, so basically we started already seven years before we created the first Zoku uh, here in Amsterdam, uh, mm-hmm. where I'm from. We started with a lot of interviews with the target audience. So, you know, really like I do still do every week, but it kind of started out with like diving into this specific target audience. And those were actually at the time we called them global nomads. But right now mm. we, we we kind of learned more what our perfect target audience is. But those are people basically who have to live and work in a city between five days and three months. That was like our ideal target audience. We said, mm. you know, those people right now, they don't really have a great place to live and work. Like either they get put in a hotel room, which is basically a bedroom. So that's a problem because you can't really make yourself at home for, for two months in a, in a bedroom and you can't invite <laughs> anybody into your space, right? Uh, working is also a problem there. 
uh, or you could put an Airbnb, which we all think love more, but then you're yeah. still often alone. So you got on one side, you can't really work somewhere. You can't really live somewhere properly because you're in a bedroom. And on the other side, you have a nice, nice apartment maybe, but you're still alone. You don't know where to get best groceries or where to get your haircuts or, you know, <laughs> how to ride a bike through town in Amsterdam's case. <laughs> so <laughs> we really started diving into the problems that the pe these people face and, and also the problems that the current offerings out there were kind of giving them and then we learned a lot <laughs> and <laughs> from that we basically created our first guest experience and this guest experience today is still something we use for every new soku so it's like a five meter long document like a huge poster wow and it yeah it's really fun it basically has all of the touch points that you would go through as a guest so like a moment i learn about soku and i'm looking for accommodation maybe i give soku a call or i check out our website or i book you know all the way through traveling to Soku, arriving here, experiencing all the spaces and all, all there is to know, all the way to uh, check out and aftercare. That's like an entire journey. And that journey is something we created as the base of Soku. We say, okay, wherever you are, whatever Soku we create, that's the journey you kind of go through as a guest because we okay. want that to be consistent. So okay. that's kind of the basis. So if we go to Rome, <laughs> I probably put a, a little bit more local flavor, of course, but the experience, you know, yeah, that's a Zoku thing. So, um, and around that, we create a beautiful design. And to create that design, we have a very detailed design brief. So where normally if you're a, uh, if you're a hotel operator and you have a new location, what you do is you get a great architect. You kind of tell them a bit about like, this is kind of the concept. Can you design something around it? Mm. And then the architect actually designs the hotel and he kind of lets the building dictate, okay, I think this will be pretty and I'm going to do five meter high ceilings in the entrance. And then, you know, we might do a restaurant on the first floor. And then if I rock up as a hotel operator afterwards, I say, but maybe my guests don't want to have breakfast or dinner at the first floor. They want to have it on the ground floor because we're in Rome. Mm. Um, so, you know, that, that, that causes some issues. So basically... What happens now is very much uh, companies take a, a building as a starting point and we want to start with people. So that's why we also started with these interviews, this guest experience, and then this design brief, very much from what they need from a space and how to interact with the space. And also one of Soko's principles is uh, better together. So we want to connect people. So yes. in this design brief, yeah, I, I think you might've noticed in Paris, but we love connecting people. Yes, I found it amazing. <laughs> I found it really good because that's what is missing in, in hotels when I, when I travel for work or also for, you know, for pleasure. And that's why I usually, you, you know, find Airbnbs or, you know, bed and breakfast or whatever. And because yeah. there's, there's that familiarity, you have your kitchen, you have, but then as you say, you don't have anybody else. And, and oftentimes now Airbnbs have become more like hotels than B&Bs where actually the owner or the host would give yeah. you breakfast, right? And, and, you know, many years ago that was the case. But now it's like, okay, if you want breakfast, first you pay extra and then yeah. and then maybe you'll find someone. But usually it will be the breakfast is already on, on the table for you in the maybe even a common kitchen, but that's it. So no yeah. contact whatsoever with people. And for those like myself and yourself and others who love to chat and meet people and, and and have this interaction it's really frustrating because you you end up uh, on your own and so Absolutely. that that was great and so i'm writing down so many questions for you uh <laughs> because as you talk i get you know my, my my ideas go rolling and my first question is because before you we did the, we started the interview you told me that you have been with the company for a long time how did you land this uh, 
dream amazing job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it was kind of a roller coaster because I basically, when I was 10 years old, I kind of knew I wanted to study hotel management. And the reason for that was that my uncle, he uh, works for Hilton and he travels around the world. And whenever I would see him on my birthday, he would tell me all these amazing stories about, you know, living in different countries and experiencing life at a hotel, which is never boring. Um, so <laughs> I was, you know, this, this little kid and I was like, that's what I want to do. And I kind of, yeah, I'm not really a plan B person. So I, I just, I went for it. <laughs> <laughs> I went for uh, study, study hotel management at, at Hotel School The Hague. And I thought, you know, this is it. I'm going to become a hotel manager. And then I had a uh, an internship after my first year. You always do like a practical internship. So you have to pick a hotel. I picked one in Barcelona because I was very excited to learn Spanish. And, and there was this one internship that also did something else than just serving breakfast and standing behind a bar. Mm. Uh, it was actually in event management. So I thought, you know, that, that could be cool to learn a little bit about that. And I remember rocking up to this hotel uh, on the first day and the only person speaking English there was the event manager and she just got fired when oh. I walked in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I got this Spanish spiel about, uh, yeah, so your internship is going to be a bit different. You're going to stand in the restaurant now. Um, fast tracking so, yeah. <laughs> the learning curve <laughs> oh yeah I learned Spanish in six weeks it was amazing <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah and it was it was good for me because I really got to see firsthand how a hotel manager also operated it was a smaller hotel and then I thought you know this is not me this is uh, this is very much there's a lot of contracts involved budgets personnel business so I thought maybe I think I want to be more creative. I also have a lot of ideas and I'm very visual. Uh, I love design. I come from a, from a family of interior designers. So I, I love that kind of stuff. So I thought, hmm, okay, maybe I'm not mm -hmm. going to be a hotel manager. So I came, I came back from that internship kind of defeated. Like, what am I actually doing here? And that's when I met Hans Meyer, our co-founder. He actually started Citizen M Hotels. Maybe that rings a bell. Citizen um, M. Or some of the listeners. Yeah, it, yeah it it's rings very a bell. exciting. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's cool because he he was the first hotelier who designed a concept that was bringing luxury and budget kind of together into affordable luxury. And it was a very clever concept where you use like the size of a shipping container to create rooms that kind of skip the frills, had beautiful like beautiful rain shower, really comfortable bed, free movies, and and kind of social spaces like we have at Zoku that are a bit more focused on on work uh, and having a drink, but. I thought it was a really thought through concept. I, I really loved it. And he was doing a, a presentation about it. And I remember I was sitting next to my best friend at the time. And, and she said, there was this light that just went up in your head, wasn't there? And I was like, yes. I was like, that's what I'm going to do now. Uh, so I, <laughs> okay, <laughs> no plan B. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to work for that guy. Uh, so yeah, I still had to do three years of uh, studying. But I told okay. him like, hey, when I'm ready, can I can I work for you? And he's like, well, I mean, uh, let's see. But uh, we always have internships. So uh, I said, I'll, uh, I'll contact you. And then, yeah, I, I ended up doing an internship at Zoku almost 12 years ago. Oh. <laughs> and that was, uh, it was great because it was in concept development and we were still, we were doing Zoku as a, a big side project, but at the mm. time we were called Hotels Ahead and it was this concept development company. So we worked for different hotel brands that wanted to create new concepts. And I got to kind of experience firsthand, like what it is to, to create a good idea in a bigger company and how much you often have to compromise because, you know, the person from finance says this, the person from operations says that, and the person from design wants something completely different. So, yeah. you know, at the end, 
I, I really noticed that a lot of us are designing by compromise. And I, I, if there's one thing mm. I, I don't like, and one thing that makes me comfortable with my job is that I do not compromise unless I really have to, but I want yeah. the, the quality. I want the best for our guests and I want to create something that they're going to love. That's great. And you said that you had another three years of study. What did you study there? It was really a hotel management. So hotel it was management, like, okay. uh, yeah, it's a hotel school, The Hague. Uh, I mean, I could recommend that school to anyone if you, if you're crazy about hospitality, but you also just want a very broad management and entrepreneurial type of study. Like they really teach you not just the books, they, they teach you mm. everything you need to know about uh, management and managing a company, starting a company as well, actually. Mm. And it just has this hotel theme. So it, it's, it's, yeah, for me, that was still very nice studies. Yeah. And what I loved about it was that, you know, my friends uh, who were doing university, they said, yeah, we, we do a lot of research. We read a lot of books and hotel school was very practical in the sense that I actually got to practice with actors, for example, how to do a bad news conversation or mm. how to do an interview or, you know, so I, yeah, it was great. Uh, nice. I learned a lot from that. Yeah. So creative. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Where is the future of hospitality for you? You know, you, you've, you were talking about hotels ahead. So you're very, you know, avant-gardist and, uh, you know, looking into the future. And first to, uh, first that I know, of course, not being in the market and in the industry, but having this, this, this amazing brand and this amazing concept. When you look at also AI, you know, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, augmented reality, and the way that it's already shaping and, and influencing and probably changing the, the whole industry of hospitality how do you see that panning out and, and developing let's say in the next you know few decades or generations yeah i think it's interesting because i think as an industry we are collectively very bad at integrating tech properly I have mm. to say that, like, I, I think we are very much behind uh, other industries, so we can learn a lot from other industries there. I think that tech and AI, from what I'm seeing now, it's it's this first wave of hotels starting to use, you know, robots and, and uh, lots of tech to kind of make the, the like the whole process like efficiency, but also a little bit gimmicky, you know, like there's, there's hotels in Japan where there's basically no people working. It's just robots. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that's just the first wave. Uh, that's just the excitement of, oh, my God, we can make a robot. Let's make it do stuff. But, yes, um, of course. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think what uh, what we're already doing ourselves in, in very simple terms, but I think it's going to be way more advanced in the future, is we're using tech to get the processes out of the way that are tedious and boring for both our zokus, our, our sidekicks, the people that work on the floor. We call them sidekicks and, sidekicks, uh, and our yeah. guests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So things like, you know, if, if I still come into a hotel and I have to ask for the Wi-Fi password or I have to check in and it takes 15 minutes and my checkout also takes 15 minutes and, you know, I have to hand all these documents in and stuff. I really, I'm thinking like, why, why are we still doing this? It's 2023 like we can we can do better you know yeah. as an industry oh so, yeah by the so, way i yeah. really appreciated the the automatic <laughs> you know the you, the self-check-in as you enter uh, on the on the main hall and uh, yeah you, you can actually activate your own card which i found super exciting because that's usually you know delegated <laughs> to the people who know you know and exactly <laughs> and, and so, if you lose it you can also grab it again like without having to ask them <laughs> i mean yeah nice. that was very nice yes <laughs> yeah but it's it's funny 
funny, like you say that one, I think that's, that's our biggest one where we, we give you kind of the power as a guest to decide, Hey, I want to check myself in. And then I want to have a, a chat with one of the sidekicks about Soku, or I want to have just the full experience and have, have them check me in because I, I'm not comfortable checking myself in, or I don't feel like it. I'm tired. So you can kind of, you give people the choice. And I think f- for, for me, if I look at the future of, uh, of hospitality and tech, I think we can offer people more of a, a choice to be really efficient. So if, if you, for example, have to be in London every four days a week and you go to the same hotel, do you need to do that 15 minute check-in every time? Every time. I hope not. Mm, <laughs> so, you point. know, if you come, yeah, if you come to Zoku Paris, like, like you did, and you come there two times a week or three times a week, yeah, it's just nice. You can check yourself in. You don't need to hear that breakfast starts at seven. You know this. So yeah, all these things are going to contribute to your, to your experience because you have the choice. And I think in the past, we as hotels have never given people the choice. We say breakfast starts at seven and it ends at 10. Yeah. And you kind of have to adapt yourself to that instead of the other way around. And I think tech can kind of help the hotel experience adapt to you instead of you having to adapt to it. So yeah. that's where my... Uh, yeah, okay. No, it's it's great. And you know, if I want to look back at your experience and where where you started, are there other paths you think that or that you know of that could get you know someone like you, you know, someone who is interested in your job, where you are today, like a different maybe academic path or a different experience? Yeah, I think so. I think I mean, my job is the kind of job that you roll into, and you roll into it because you're just very interested in people and their behavior. So mm-hmm. any kind of behavioral studies, I think, could be very interesting. But you do have to have an affinity with design okay. for it because it, it is a very, like, I, I also uh, manage the graphic design team. So all of the branding, the visual storytelling that we have at Zoku falls under my responsibility, as well as making sure that the designs, you know, we work together with a great architect, Concrete. So I'm not the one actually designing it with my pen, yes. but I'm the one briefing them and, and giving them feedback on their on their design. So we work together very closely. So I think you need to be the type of person that's just mega curious you want to know everything about everyone and also have specific interests in branding design storytelling guest experience and guest experience not something you can really learn in any academic studies but it's one of those things that I would always encourage people to start side projects next to school. That's how I did it. Uh, mm. For example, I did TEDx Amsterdam, uh, did the guest experience there to kind of start practicing with like, how do we actually do this? So nice. yeah, it's really about being curious and creating lots of side projects. But I think any behavioral study type of you know, psychology or the, you're interested in, in people's behaviors, there's also studies in design that you can do. But it's definitely a mix of, of things. It's one of those weird hybrid jobs that you yes. roll into and you grow. <laughs> 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 yeah, so basically, like I say, if someone was listening today, they would like to go down the same path or, you know, reach kind of the position where you are, maybe in a different hotel chain or somewhere or in a new concept and so forth. Would you say that uh, having uh, having had some studies uh, like design, it would be interior design, architecture, psychology, is it all like good places to start to start yes. from? And then you, you gain your experience on the job? Yeah, I think it's it's all about picking the right internship uh, okay. after that. So I think if you if you have that type of studies and and you know you're a naturally curious person and you do a lot of these side projects that can kind of give you a bit of experience because in the end there's no study for concept development, but there are certain skills that you can kind of train yourself in to to become better at it, like design thinking, for example, or you know design guest thinking. experience design. Yeah, okay. uh, and I think if you then out of school pick the right internship, I can really say like the fact that I picked a 
very, very small company. It was at the time Hans and Mark, who were both the co-founders of Soku, and me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and you were we, you know, employee number three. <laughs> employee number three, exactly. Yeah. And you need to be patient. If you want to grow into a role like this, like mm. I, I work here now uh, almost 12 years, so that's that's a long time. But I sort of grew into this role because I started out as an intern and I interviewed a lot of the, the target audience. And then I got a very good sense of what they need and what they want. And then that combined with some skills that you keep on training in, in concept development and guest experience design and having an affinity with design, of course, as well and branding. Right. That's the type of, uh, yeah, where I would start. I would start with an internship at a small company where you can grow with them, preferably mm -hmm. a startup. Uh, but you do need to be okay. patient. Yeah, it's right. one of those. Uh, it was a long, uh, long breath for me uh, at a certain moment, you know, like you wanted to start opening your first Soku, but it, it took, uh, what is it now? I think, let's say it took like five, six years before you wow. first opened a Soku. Yeah. Right. So it was all concept and yeah, yeah. Pre preparing yeah, to get there, basically. Yeah, exactly. Are you a patient person? I would say personal life, maybe not so much. <laughs> But yeah, but at work I am. I really learned the value of loyalty and patience because okay. I think if you, especially if you're like me, start with kind of a startup. So this this was, uh, you know, Zoku was, was an idea on paper when I came. Yeah, I could have left many times ago. I had many friends tell me like, Firla, what are you doing there? You know, like, is it ever going to work? And I just, <laughs> I believed in Zoku. I was like, the world needs Zoku. I, I believe this is going to make people happy. And for me, my purpose in life is I want to create beautiful things that make people happy, happy. beautiful experiences. So I knew this was going to work out because I was being a part of something bigger. But you do, yeah, sometimes it's, it's uh, it, yeah, it was, it, was, it was like maybe a year where I was kind of bored because we were looking for investors and we were looking for real estate for, for, for mm. locations. And that's not my, my passion maybe. But then I just started doing those side projects I talked about earlier, you know, like you learn how to do guest experience better because you're starting to do it for other companies. I did it for Cambridge in Innovation Center as well in Philadelphia and then TEDx, Amsterdam. And I, I was lucky that, you know, my boss allowed me to do this because he also saw it was kind of a, a slower, slower time, but it could have also <laughs> quit, but then I never would have been where I'm at. So uh, a bit of patience helps. Patience. Okay. So patience and loyalty. <laughs> and uh, what else would you recommend to those young uh, men and yes. women listening? I would like my biggest recommendation would be when you're just starting out, it's actually two things. Find out what you really want to do in life. And, and I'm not talking like whether you want to be a lawyer or you want to be a doctor or you want to be like me, you know, a concept and brand uh, director, but find what is it that makes you tick, that makes you excited because you deserve a good job. You deserve, because most of the, the hours in a day are spent working. So you better have fun, you know, uh, you owe it to yourself. So uh, I found out pretty quickly for me, the reason why I love hospitality is because I love making people happy and I like to create beautiful experience and spaces where, where that happens. So I, from that idea, I was very clear on choosing a career at Soku. And, and, and the second thing that I would recommend people just starting out is when you start out, really find a leader that is going to inspire you because mm. that's what got me where I am today. I got someone that inspired me and also gave me chances that I didn't know I was ready for. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't that <laughs> always ready for it, but you know, like someone that kind of believes in you when you don't really believe in yourself. That's, that's uh, I mm. think for me, 
what got me further than I thought I would make it. So, and I think it's important when you're young to have, have that type of leadership. So if you notice you're starting out this job and you have a crappy leader that doesn't guide you, doesn't mentor you, doesn't nurture your talent, then definitely go look somewhere else because it's, this is the time, you know, like your twenties are the time where you, you have to really invest in, in what you're going to do later on. And this is like the time to grow and also make mistakes and, you know, learn from those. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Those two things would be my advice. Awesome. Thank you very much for this uh, sparkling interview. And <laughs> I wish you all the best in your long, long career to come. It's time to grow and make mistakes. I like that. And two more key messages I take from this chat with Fairley. Do side projects while you're at school and find someone who believes in you when you do not yet believe in yourself. Join me next week for another job tale here on my show. Ciao for now.